0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. However, I am underqualified for my job as I am and have always been an enthusiastic amateur. Today we're going to be discussing chapter 25. Uh, Firstly, I wanted to let everyone know that Jennifer Eel, who pays Lizzie Bennet in the 1995 episode of Pride and Prejudice, is doing Pride and Prejudice readings on YouTube and Instagram. And we have a special guest today, my sister Paula, who is more qualified than me to talk about Pride and Prejudice because she is an English teacher. Hello. I don't know if I'm more qualified than you. (laughs) So, in Chapter 25, the gardeners come to visit and Mr. Collins leaves.
1: I like the way that you can almost hear Mr. Collins through the descriptions that um, Jane Austen says, which is talking about the professions of love and schemes of felicity. Uh, something about making
0: him the happiest of men. And his amiable Charlotte. Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah, you can hear the words that Mr Collins would use without using speech marks. Um, and the Gar- so the Gardner's come to visit. Mr Gardner is Mrs Bennett's brother. So we know we figure out that the Gardner family had three children, as far as we can tell. Mr Gardner, Mrs Phillips, and Mrs Bennett. I love
1: the way that um, Austin puts down Mrs Bennett without actually putting her down by describing Mr. Gardner as sensible, greatly superior to his, sis- his sister as well by nature and as education.
0: And I think it's, it's hard to believe that they're brother and sister, but then you've got to consider that Lizzie and Jane are sisters to Lydia and Kitty and Mary, who are really different from the two of them.
1: And you often find that in big families, I think, that there is a variety of ways of being. Personalities things that people care
0: about mrs bennett complains to mrs gardner which i feel really bad for mrs gardner she turns up and gives everyone presents and tells them about fashion and then mrs bennett just complains to her that her daughters aren't married for probably most of her visit
1: yeah it became her
0: turn to listen (laughs) poor lady and then mrs gardner goes to talk to elizabeth about jane and bingley and what really strikes me is Elizabeth says that we do not suffer by accident. She knows that, um, that Mr. Darcy has influenced Mr. Bingley away, but how does she know? How does she have this foresight? She has further foresight when she says that Miss Bingley will drop the acquaintance entirely of Jane if Jane goes to London. And I'm like, how does she know this? I
1: think it's just from interacting with them when they were um, in town because Mr Darcy was proud and you could tell that he was looking down on the Bennets so he didn't really want his friend to be uh, involved with them. and it did seem that Mr Bingley was very easily swayed by Darcy and the woman weren't very nice to anybody. So I guess it was just through watching who they were because she did spend a lot of time watching them whereas people like Kitty and Lydia were too busy dancing and playing with the officers to notice what was going on
0: that's one of the things about lizzie that she studies character she studies people
1: and i guess that's why people say that she is uh, the character who's most similar to jane austen because when you read austen's novels you can tell that she studied
0: people and studied character as well mrs garden asks how violent was mr bingley's love And Lizzie says that he's growing inattentive to other people and is not general incivility, the very essence of love. So forgetting societal rules, she thinks, is what shows that you're in love with somebody.
1: It's kind of ironic, I guess, because shouldn't love make you a better person? But she's saying, actually, the opposite of that.
0: You get a bit self-absorbed.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so by hearing that, you can tell that Bingley was obviously quite in love with Jane or enamored with her anyway when I read this again today I was thinking about how Bingley is actually quite weak if he's so easily led by Darcy mm-hmm. and I find that a bit sad I guess he and Jane are both sort of a little bit i want to say insipid but that's not quite right but they they are both just sort of a little bit airy fairy maybe and so maybe that means that That's one reason they're meant for
0: each other. They're both people pleasers, I think. That they do things to make other people happy and they do what they think is right as well.
1: Yeah, and they want to see the best in the world as well, both of them, don't they? Because doesn't uh, Bingley say something about that when they're talking about one of the dancers
0: Uh, afterwards? He says something or other about... uh, He loves country manners. That's right. Um, and he thinks Jane is the most beautiful woman in the world.
1: Yeah, so it's gorgeous. So he and Jane are really meant for each other. It's just a pity that Darcy couldn't see that.
0: And it's really lucky that they end up together because either of them could have been horribly used by somebody else because of their sweet nature.
1: Yeah, and their naivety. And I guess that's why Darcy has such a hold over Bingley, because he is
0: so naive. But Darcy's really protective of him and he sees I think in a character like Bingley and his sister and that's why he wants to try and get them together because he thinks that you know they sort of deserve each other and in a way maybe they kind of do but Jane is a better match for him
1: is she though or is that just our perspective because we get to know Jane and we're rooting for her that's
0: true because we don't get to know Georgiana very well
1: yeah, it'd be nice if actually she had someone by the end of the book as well, wouldn't it? It would. But she is still quite young. She's only 16. True. Very true. Oh, and to think that Wickham, you know, was trying to seduce a 16-year-old. She was 15 at the time. Yeah,
0: true. It's, yeah. I mean, you can get married at that age in this period of time, but it is really young. And Lydia is still also 15 at the time. So he, he preys on younger women. He's a bit of a predator.
1: Which is a bit sad. And it's interesting, though, that in this chapter, nobody picks up on that kind of stuff about him. Mrs Gardiner actually
0: enjoys her time speaking with him. Because he reminds her of when she had a good time when she was young. He reminds her of Lambton and all the friends there.
1: Yeah, and of course she knows that Darcy was known for being proud, so
0: she believes what he says about Darcy. Because now he's telling everyone who will listen because Darcy's not around to defend himself.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I guess that's what Austen was doing, was going for that big plot twist, that big aha moment when Darcy writes the letter later. Because if you've never read it before, you don't know that Wickham turns out to be the evil character. Sorry if I've just ruined it for anyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope if you're listening, you've read the book before, because this is not a spoiler-free zone. Speaking about Bingley, there's this really beautiful line that Lizzie wishes that his affection might be reanimated and the influence of his friends successfully combated by the more natural influence of Jane's attractions. I think that's lovely.
1: It is, because Lizzie obviously really loves her sister and, you know, sees how beautiful she is and how lovely she is and really wants the best
0: for her sister. Uh, The gardeners stay for a week and Mrs. Bennett makes sure that they're entertained the entire time that they're there so that they never have time at home just by themselves. They go up the Phillipses, who are obviously their sister and brother-in-law, the Lucases, who are family, friends, and the officers as well. And then when they're at home, they invite the officers and that's how Wickham is there. It sounds... um... Tiring to be fair. It does. I don't think I'd like to go and visit family and be having visitors all the time. I'd like to actually just spend time with family. Which I'm getting to do a lot of at the moment because in quarantine I'm staying with my sister and her family and our, our parents.
1: Yeah, we've got a big bubble.
0: There are seven of us in our household and a dog.
1: But I think Mrs Gardner and Mr Gardner probably left um, their holiday feeling quite tired I imagine they did and particularly because you had to be very careful in society in those days you had to watch everything you said and what you did which I guess you know you'd be accustomed to if that's what you grew up with but it's just not as easy as the way we interact
0: with people you can't say what you're thinking and what you're feeling the same way that you can now like uh, all the secrets that lizzie is keeping from people she doesn't just go out and tell them what's going on in actually her internal world so it would have been a lot harder It'd be quite stressful i think you wouldn't get a lot of private time and you don't get a lot of time alone either because there's servants everywhere helping you do everything even getting dressed in the morning oh and the outfits they wore because women still wore corsets, didn't they? They did They wore lighter corsets because their clothes were loose over the stomach, but they still wore corsets, so all of that would be quite tiring, yeah, but I mean even if you're at home, you'd still be wearing those corsets. you'd still be wearing the same clothing, true, so you'd be used to it. I'm looking at it from a twenty twenty perspective, I guess,
1: which is you know the lens that I have to bring to it right. I always look back at this part and I'm So frustrated that nobody sees through Wickham, but I guess that's Austen's point, isn't it? It's that idea of how people appear in comparison to the reality of who they are, which is the whole point of the book, really, because it's the same with Darcy, is that he appears proud, um, where in actual fact he just doesn't actually know how to interact in society. And he is proud, but that's part of his upbringing, And he does try and separate Bingley and Jane, but that's because he cares so much for Bingley, not because he dislikes Jane as such. He dislikes her family, but he
0: doesn't dislike her. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's that whole idea of how people appear and actually the reality of what's going on inside their heads that's really the overall thing of the book. And, yeah, I just get really frustrated. I want somebody to notice that Wickham
0: is actually a bit skeezy, really. And we have no one who can actually say anything about who he is because he's just turned up and he has no background. He could tell them pretty much anything. And what he's said is close to the truth to a certain extent. Yep, the best way to tell a lie is to have
1: some aspect of truth in it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't go back and look through his Instagram feed or his Facebook (laughs) uh, and chat to any of his friends because they didn't have that then. So it was very easy to reinvent yourself. Uh, in comparison
0: to now this is something they discover later in the book when they say that you know he just ran into denny and denny told him about the militia then the good situation they were in and so he decided to join but it was only a slight acquaintance so there was no one who could actually tell them anything about his actual character isn't it funny
1: though how women haven't changed much oh someone's going to shoot me for saying that Um, but how women still like a man in uniform just like they did then you know it's that same stereotype he perhaps would have done better Wickham that is to get on a boat and go to America because then no one
0: would have discovered his past that's true but then he wouldn't have any of his connections like Mrs Young to be able to help him out in any schemes and I don't know that there's an equivalent to Gretna Green in America for eloping too. Yeah, I don't know what happened in America then. When you try to marry a rich young heiress. <laughs> and that is our summary of chapter 25 of Pride and Prejudice. Uh, my name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and I wish you happy reading just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!